0: Good morning, this is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, coming to you on another study from God's Word. And uh, let me give you our mailing address. It's Radio Missions, Post Office Box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org. And now let's all uh, get quiet, if you will, for our study this morning on Satan, the God of this world. We're looking now at Satan's age-long message. With your Bibles, if you will, turn in. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Genesis three one, and we're going to read that verse of Scripture there. In our, in the beginning, now the serpent was more subtle than any other beast than any beast of the field which the Lord had made, Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of, the, of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said to the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God know, God doth know that in the day that thou eat thereof, Then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil." In our previous studies, we found that Satan is a living personality, a living reality, though men scoff at that. Yes, that he was the highest created angel of all the angelic host of heaven, and that he was the anointed cherub who led the worship of the universe, according to Ezekiel twenty-eight, eleven uh, through fifteen. We also saw that in our, saw in our studies that Satan, because of his pride and his beauty conceived in his heart to dethrone God and to set himself up on the throne, yes, on the throne of God, in the place of authority, and uh, be like God. As a result of this, he fell because of iniquity was found in his heart. He was cast out from the presence of God, according to Isaiah 12:14. We also found in our previous studies, with just a little summary this morning, uh, that uh we also found in our previous studies that this earth in this original creation according to Genesis 1:1 was a perfect creation and no doubt was Satan's throne before he failed. When Satan failed, the same curse and judgment which fell upon him fell upon his throne, yes, this earth, according to Genesis 1:2. And the earth became without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And this earth became a barren waste. Then in Genesis 1, 3 through 26, we have the story of man's restoration of this earth and his creation of man in his own image and placing him on this earth to subdue it, to replenish it, and to have dominion over it. Then Satan, with all his host of fallen angels and demon spirits, took up their abode in the expanse and became the prince of the power of the air, according to Ephesians 2.2. From his headquarters in the air, he operates and controls the world system, according to John, 1 John 2.15, and became the god of this world, according to 1, 2 Corinthians 4.3.6. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servant for Jesus' sake. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined into our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Now let's notice first Satan's attack on man in the Garden of Eden. His age-long message of falsehood, misrepresentation, and outright lies. One day Satan approached Eve in the Garden of Eden through the serpent. That's right. This creature was called a serpent which lent itself to Satan may as well been may well have been the most beautiful of all creation of God except man, because it was said here that the Satan was the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. The serpents we have today are the effect of the curse, according to Genesis three fourteen. If you will watch closely, the serpents of today you will still see the traces of that beauty, despite the curse. Every movement of a serpent is graceful, and many of them are beautifully colored. Satan first appeared as an angel of light, there in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, There in the garden in the form of a serpent, listen, when he approached Eve, his method was first to question in a most subtle way the veracity or the truthfulness of God's word. He did this in the form, yes, in the form of, uh, just, uh, of a question. He, he pr- approached her with a question. He said, Yea, hath God said? Has God said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Listen, I imagine he was smiling, of course, with that satanic smile. Have you ever seen that on someone who's uh, demon-possessed? I have. I've seen those who you uh, try to deal with kindly and patiently, and you can see their eyes. They're looking straight through you. They have that demonic smile on their face, and nothing you say penetrates that heart. Why? Because Satan has that mind warped and twisted. I've had to deal with those folks like that here in the ministry. And then we see in God's Word how the demons had taken over the man's uh, mind there, and the, the man in the tombs, didn't we? Yes, we. that's right. The Lord cast those demons out. But oh, Satan here, he had that satanic smile. He was so gracefully, that's graceful. Yea, hath God said? Do you mean to tell me that God said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Listen, listen. He said, that's strange. This is Satan speaking. I'm paraphrasing, of course. I never heard tell of a loving God, a merciful God, a good God that Jehovah claims to be. Make such a statement that was a direct attack on God's character. Now, my friend, Satan has ever takes ever opportunity through his ambassadors, through you, if you're a child of Satan, to take a dig at God's word, to cast cast a, a, a light on on uh, right, just cast a doubt on God's word. Well how much of god's word you can can you believe i try it one of the school teachers told my wife one day they were sitting drinking coffee and discussion came up about uh... jonah and the whale or something i forget now and this this learned teacher had a phd doctor so-and-so she said well i just don't know how much of the bible we can believe well my wife said you can believe all of it you better believe all of it the old trailblazer pastor Shelton, often made this statement I think he coined this expression. He said, "You can believe God's word and be saved. Disbelieve it and go to hell for your trouble." Now, my friend, I don't have any time for you if you don't believe God's word. You tell me you don't believe it. You turn your radio off and go on to hell. That's exactly right. Satan don't believe. Satan believes God's word. The Bible said Satan believes and trembles, but you don't even tremble. You don't believe it and you don't tremble. Did you know one day you'll believe it? When you cast into outer darkness, you'll say, oh, would to God I had have believed it back there? That's right, my friend. God's word and God's righteousness and God's truthfulness cannot be separated. You question the word of God. You question the character of God. Exactly right. You question the veracity of God. And you have no foundation. You, you wipe out your own uh, foundation that you hope to stand on one day. That's right. When Satan got Eve's attention, got her to listen, that's what Satan does today. That's what he's done with many of our folks, especially our young folks. He gets their their attention one way or the other, and uh, listen, he got her to doubt God's word. Then she added to the word. She answered Satan in these words, Yes, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. Jehovah has said nothing about us not eating of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But he did say, But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, ye shall not eat of it. Now listen, she added this, Neither shall ye touch it lest ye die. The Lord didn't say that. Do you see how Satan led Eve through the suggestion and through the question to add to the word? God had not told them not to touch it, but he did tell them not to eat of it. When Satan saw that he had led Eve to doubt the word and then to add to the word, he came to her with a bold stroke and said, Ye shall not surely die. First, he leads a person to doubt God's word. Secondly, to add to the word. And then thirdly, to deny the word. Now, that's what the world's doing today. That's right. That's exactly right. Folks doubt God's word. They add to the word, and then they deny the word. There was a day when many of you who are listening to the old trailblazer, you just merely doubted the word of God. Then you begin to add to it or take from it as it pleased your old nature. Today, you deny the word and make fun of it and laugh at it. Let me tell you something, my friend. The Bible is the word of God, whether you believe it or not. Well, anybody believes it. You can deny it here and laugh at it, but you won't laugh at it in hell. You won't deny it in hell. Did you ever stop to think that Satan believes the word of God? God says in James 2.19, Thou believest there is one God, thou dost well. The devils also believe and tremble. Multitude of you folks out there in our radio audience have never trembled under the word of God. You've done your best to rule out the word of God out of your life so that you can live as you please. That's right. You, you've cast it aside. No longer does it occupy a place in your home on your mantel shelf or your coffee table. No, it's been relegated to the scrap heap. And that way you, the, 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 uh, the, the stigma there is not there. When folks come over and want to get a, a little drink before supper, you, the, the Bible is a stigma there. So you want it out of your way. They'd, no longer, no longer, my friend, do we have uh, folks who care for God's Word. I know, I know, my friend. And uh, Satan will wrest the true meaning of the word and pervert it every time. John 4, 8, says, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your flesh, his lust of your flesh, he was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Are you beginning to see just a little of how powerful Satan is and how much influence that he holds over our folks today? That's right. That's right. We call ourselves a Christian nation. No, we're not a Christian nation, my friend. No, we're not. We are a godless nation. We, that's right. We deny the Word of God. Oh, we make much of the, make much of Christ these days, put Christ back in Christmas and all of those things. But we deny the Word. The Word says, except ye repent. Oh, we just pass that over. That's old-fashioned. That's old folk eyed stuff. That's what that old trailblazer said. You can't believe anything he said. That's what they preach there at uh, Radio Mission, that man must be awakened to his lost condition. We won't have that, you say. We don't have to do that. We've already made our decision. We've already joined the church. We've already been, but listen, listen, my friend. God's word says, except ye repent, ye shall all perish. That's what God's word says. But see, you can easily say, well, we don't know how much you can believe. I tell you one thing this morning, my friend, you can believe every jot and every tittle. It's verbally inspired. It's inerrant. It has no error. That's right. It's the word of God. And it's powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. And uh, dividing the bone between the bone and the marrow. And uh, you can disbelieve it, disbelieve it, and go on to hell for your trouble. Or you can believe it, turn to it, turn to the Lord through the Word. That's right, Christ is revealed to the human heart through the Word. One day, some poor old sinner sitting there reading his Bible, searching the Scripture, and the Lord is lifted up through the pages of the book. As his Lord and Savior, that's how God saves a sinner. Not by joining the church, not by making a decision, not by being baptized as an infant, or 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 or, or following the traditions of some church, taking all the uh, those things. No, my friend, lighting a candle and burning it for old Grandpa who died years ago, hoping you get him out of purgatory. There's no such a thing as that. Taught in God's Word. That's all. That's Satan's work, my friend. Nothing but the work of Satan and and there's no no sure nothing sure there no foundation to stand on it's all man made my friend but listen god's word is true every jot and every tittle will come to pass the bible says heaven and earth pass away but my word shall not pass away It's eternal. I wonder if you'd uh, write me this morning, let me know that you're listening, and uh, stay tuned day by day, morning after morning, for the Old Trailblazer. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer. Remember, our mailing address is Radio Missions. Post Office Box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye, and God bless you.